Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 320 for the week of September 13th, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Rivet, here, here with my cat, Simon, looking out the window. Hi, Simon. He looked at me. He didn't say anything. Um, also here, my wife, Anna Marie Privet, here. You know, when you start the podcast, Sophie flees from she does out of the room. I don't know why. I don't know either, but she it's like, like my intro. Yeah, I don't know what Apparently it is. It's really bad. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Also here, John Yearworth from Jolly Old England. I finally don't have work this weekend. Yay. Land of clouds and rain and depression, right? Oh, it's actually still quite warm. Oh, good. It's warmer in England than it is here. Well, for once. Good for them. Uh, also here, a uh, place where it's perennially warm, therefore he's always wearing a jacket, Emmanuel Marino. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Someone told me, like, fall started... I'm like, no, I don't believe you. And I just still didn't believe anyone until I went to Starbucks and I saw they had pumpkin spice lattes. And I was like, oh, okay, it's fall. Oh, Manny. Fall hasn't officially started, but it may as well have started. Manny, haven't you yes. seen that there's a controversy around the pumpkin spice latte? Ooh, what's the controversy? <gasps> what there's happened? no Are pumpkin in it. Wait, really? Yeah, of course there isn't. It's a pumpkin spice latte. It's not pumpkin and spice latte. Yeah, yeah, pumpkin it's spice spices like... you would put on a pumpkin. Is yes, that the idea? like the pump, like the spices you would put in a pumpkin pie. Well, still, it makes me think of pumpkin pie, so it tastes like pumpkin to me. Yes. Yeah, that's like cinnamon and what else is like mainly Meg. It's a contrived controversy. It's deciding that pumpkin is a separate word from that's spice. It. Coffee no. gate, pound coffee Anna, gate. Anna, Anna, We're going Anna, to Twitter. Know. <laughs> the most important thing is it gluten free? No. <laughs> <laughs> but is it local? No. Is it local? No. Well, then we don't want it. Is it fair trade? Mm, maybe. Yeah, it's pro- maybe. It's it local. has a better chance of being fair trade than local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With coffee, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't grow that here. Okay, so Chris, no one liked your intro, so let me try. Okay, okay go for Hello it. Hello and welcome to the Star Trek cast Ooh. for the week of September 13, 2014. Um, alternately, we can go, hi, welcome to T-Cast for September 13th, 2014, or we can also do, hi, welcome to Applecast for Apple September Cast? 13th, 2014. I don't know. I'm... <laughs> um, let's see. I, let's, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to do this right. Okay. So Star Trek, Star Trek cast. It's been a long road. I don't know the, oh, I don't know the words. I, I don't know the, the lyrics. It's been a long Chris, Chris, please Get don't bring that up. There to hear. <laughs> It's been Please. a long time. Oh, that long time, time is finally <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. And I will see my dream come alive at last. I will touch this car. Oh, no, Anna. No, Anna. This, <laughs> please don't. It's, it's one thing when I don't know the notes. It's another when you think you do. No. <laughs> no, she's, no, she's, she's, on, she's on point so far. Um... <laughs> Even when she's on point, she's not on point. All right, <laughs> let me tell you that. But I know the, all the lyrics. Yeah, I've got them in front of me. That doesn't. Man, this is terrible. But this we're song. not going to hold me down no more. No, you're not going to change my mind because I've got faith of the heart. What is that like? A heart of the card song from Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes! I've got faith of the heart. Yeah, I know, right? I've got faith of the heart. All right. Thank you, Russell Watson. Um, forget this. <laughs> what are we talking about? All right, this is where we talk about non-gaming stuff. Hi. Um, guess what? What's up? <laughs> There's going to be another iPhone. And we're going to get it. Manny. What's up? 
you're not commenting. Oh yeah, um, it's, as as, <laughs> it's a bit as big as a phablet. I was gonna, I was gonna tweet out to everybody, come watch us live so you can sing along to our Star Trek. <laughs> Ooh, Eric suggests we take the hashtag "I'm not your pumpkin." <laughs> Wait, are we stealing that from Zoe? What's her name? Zoe. Zoe Deschanel. I'm, or... I'm not your Asian sidekick. Zoe... Oh, Zoe. Who? Oh, it was okay. the, she was the lady who, who wanted to cancel Colbert because Colbert was making fun of the racist people. Oh, okay. Cinnamon causes cancer. Everything mm. causes starlight causes cancer. Every, every, everything does cause cancer. There is a list somewhere. Being of alive that the, causes there cancer. Is, <laughs> there is a list somewhere that lists everything the Daily Mail has ever said that causes cancer in the British press. I oh, need to try that. <laughs> Seriously, no, it's... it's and it's funny you joke, Chris, about just being alive causes cancer. But I've heard from like like from uh, reputable doctors that if you if you're alive long enough, like as a man, as you're alive long enough, you're gonna get prostate cancer. Oh, good. At like if you're point, like hundred you're, you're, you're gonna get prostate cancer. Yeah, here we are. The, point, Daily Ma- the Daily Mail's list of things that can give you cancer from A to Z. I'll put it in chat. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Living along with along with links to the actual articles that are claiming it. Oh, you've got a new nickname. Okay, sweet. AL, what's AL3? Do I need to know? I shouldn't ask this question now. Chinese medicine else? gives you cancer. All of right. course it does. All right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, what is this? Oh Hair my dye. gosh. Here, <laughs> just an example, people. We've got age, air pollution, air travel, alcohol, allergies, artificial flavors, artificial light, asbestos. I feel like the Animaniacs should put this to a song. Um, aspirin, baby bottles, baby uh, baby food and bacon, bagels, barbecues and beef and beer and being a black person, being a woman, being a man and being southern and some belts, biscuits and some blowjobs and bread and bread and best breastfeeding. Wait, blow- oral sex causes cancer? Well, I mean... Well, yeah, it, I can see that, though. Well, I mean, don't you remember you... what Michael Douglas said? Well, it's because <laughs> HPV, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you need H- every. I mean, this is, it's funny because. <laughs> he wasn't laugh. exactly wrong, but he, he wasn't right. <laughs> um, man, he's going to roll his eyes again. Oh, here we go. Because we actually just watched an episode about this on West Wing. <laughs> oh, did we know? <laughs> yes, remember? Yeah. The president's daughter was. Oh, um, oh, oh, Chris, Chris, you're too HPV. concerned to be watching the West Wing. I know. What are you, you guys, doing? I know, right? You guys need to know sex with sparrows can cost, um, cause uh, cancer. Sex so, with wait, for other sparrows? Sparrows, the birds, for, yes. But for other sparrows, right? Uh, apparently, I don't know. For male space, sparrows. Space travel causes cancer somehow? Yeah. Telcom powder. Yeah, the, well, the Van Allen radiation belt. Teen sex. And cosmic rays. Television. Worcestershire sauce. Or zebra toys. <laughs> what the f- Zebra toys. Peanut butter. Older fathers. <laughs> I could see that. Kids money, money causes cancer. Missing a period causes cancer. Menopause and menstruation, two natural body causes. You're screwed, Anna. Um, long fingers, if you have long fingers or left-handed. Uh, large heads and kidney, kidney transplants. And the internet. The internet causes cancer. Let's end on that. <laughs> Next topic. Ah. Oh, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> Are we getting iPhones, Manny? Uh, so, yeah, new iPhone. Um, Apple had their yearly event on September 9th. Uh, they unveiled two new iPhones, the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus, as well as Apple Pay, a new payment system, and 
the Apple Watch. Mm. As a quick rundown. And it's funny too, was uh I I heard some other lesser podcasts and just Wait, <laughs> lesser podcasts <laughs> as opposed to greater podcasts. How does that one? Uh, work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the ones that actually have some integrity and sponsors and an oh. audience. Well, they are <laughs> lesser. You can't trust them because of that. I know. Yeah, but they're, so it's just, they're all listen, it's funny listening to a bunch of people talk about and rage about how like oh only I can't believe it. Like, the, the, remember that uh, Nexus Four. Image that's been floating around. Oh, the one. How are all the Apple fans excited for this phone? The Nexus Four had it two years ago. Oh, and then everyone's like, "Oh, you people are such dumb sheep. You'd buy anything with a logo. Here, let me print a sticker on a piece of crap and put it on it. You'd probably buy that too." Yeah. Oh, this is the worst part. It's like, oh, since since some people bought bought that Kool Aid so much that I heard people actually saying like, "Oh man, how are games going to work on this new thing?" Then I mean, clearly Android gaming is going to take off. And Android gaming is going to leave Apple gaming behind because, I mean, you can't even run the stuff. I mean, with some big games like Bioshock coming out, how how is that even going to work on a two-year-old device with an underpowered graphics? So I'm like, like this whole like. I'm confused. What are, what are they saying? What what is the ac- assertion? The assertion is that um, that Android gaming is going to take off with console quality ports and everything, and that Apple is going to be so left behind because they're using two-year-old technology that is so behind oh, the curve. Oh, okay. I thought the graph didn't mention the GPUs or CPUs. It didn't. Oh, oh, is that your point? <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly my point. It's like these people are making these wild assertions like, oh my God, like about the people who buy the products, about the company, about the future of mobile gaming, about gaming in general. And it's just like these crazy, well, at least start from a basis of fact before you start making, before you start making all these crazy assumptions. I, I'll say this though, is um, there was a great article on Lifehacker talking about why we need Apple from a, a former Android. Wait, like why we need Android. Apple? Yeah. You, they're talking like from a competitive standpoint or something? Yeah, yeah. From This is from, an, from a guy who wrote for like several Android blogs. He's a, he's a hardcore Android user and he's talking about why Apple matters and why even people like us should care. And it was a great article about competition, about how both companies drive each, both Apple and Google drive each other to do better work, to try harder, to to innovate in places that they're lacking. Yeah, of course. And it's like, it's the same thing with the whole, like when it enrages me when you're like a Sony fanboy or an Xbox fanboy talking about how they wish uh, the PlayStation would die or wish the Xbox would die. And it's like, come on, really? Do you really want to live in a world where Sony isn't ripping Microsoft apart because they have a lot to make up for for the last generation? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why PlayStation Plus Gold is so damn good is because they had Microsoft there as a good competitor. I don't think – you know, I, I think you're confusing the issues though. I don't think the people banding about that image want the competition to be gone. They just don't agree uh, – how do I put this right? <laughs> they think that people are, are praising things unjustifiably. No, and that, that, there that be is definitely critique. not the argument I'm, I'm going for. Okay. Because the, I'm directly talking about the kind of people who, who should have think that, oh, you guys are such – like if you use this thing, you're an idiot and there's something wrong with you. And your only reason why is because consumer is a man. You've been sold a pack of lies. Hmm. Believe me, Chris, you're a more reasonable person. You're a far more reasonable person. And okay. I, I, I hear what you're saying where like, yes, NFC and other these technologies were there before. No one ever said that these, this company invented it. Right. You know and, what I mean? And I thought that's what the point they were trying to make is, guys, um, if 
don't be don't be um, sold by the reality distortion field. These are not new things, and you should probably check your expectations and actually make Apple give you new things rather than presenting old things as new things. Uh, which if is only fair. Though, I mean, that's a if fair only, criticism. If only those that was the perspective that a lot of people took from it. All right. Well, darn. <laughs> I know. Anyway, 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 that was yeah. that's my. Anyway, little, so new anyway. iPhones are announced. Uh, big deal on this podcast because we care about games that tend to come out on iPhones and not on Androids. That's the only reason we tend to talk about it more, not because we prefer one platform over the other. In fact, Anne and I, I think, would very much like to get an Android platform in this house, so we're not trying to avoid one actively. Um, in the meantime, though, the iOS platform moves on. iOS eight is coming out on the seventeenth, and the new iPhones are coming out on the nineteenth. Manny, did you pre-order one? No, they're too expensive. Too expensive. Okay, we did pre-order one. We got a. We went one twenty-eight. Both. Uh, no, we're only getting one. We're doing the. You know, we have two phones on a family account. Yeah, it's dumb for us to both get new phones. We rotate I one phone down yeah. and and upgrade the new one. I thought just about a good doing excuse to upgrade every single year. I know they've got this whole uh, Verizon Edge and all this stuff that makes it easier to do every year upgrades, but I don't know. <laughs> we're not ready for that. Um, so well, we, and he cares, and I don't. That too. So I decided let's spend less money. You know, on it's it. funny. I was gonna say <laughs> since you guys use that every just hand me down plan, mm-hmm. it makes a little bit. It makes more sense to me why you do the one twenty eight because you don't know what the you don't know what two years from now what needs you you may have or how many apps or music you might have. So it's better to maybe future proof and give Adam some headroom to grow later. This is true. Um, more importantly, I just. I, I use all, I run out of space on my phone even with 64 gigs. Really? Um, I, so what are you putting on there? Um, a lot of apps, and then I never end up having enough room for music. This has always been my problem with the phones um, since they came out. So I'm going to keep upgrading until I stop running out of space. Um, so wait, like what kind of like what kind of apps are like? Uh, are you using because games? I just I'm, download games, and then sometimes I don't get around to trying them all, and they they pile up a bit. And then I run out of space and I can't download another game. So then all of a sudden I have to spend, you know, an hour. I want to download this new game, but I have to spend an hour going through and filtering out old games before I can do that. And I, I hate it. And I don't want to run into that. Mm. I think the difference with me, the reason why I went 64, I lied. I did pre-order one. Oh, you're a liar. <laughs> I am a liar. Oh. Of course I am. What's up with that? I'm not I made of money. Don't, I don't want I you putting betrayed. that out there. I feel betrayed. Okay. Anyway, the reason why I went 64 though is because I have an iPad Mini and I and I treat that like my gaming device. Okay. So I offload a lot of like the bigger apps or the bigger stuff or the tablet only stuff to the iPad Mini, and then I use the iPhone only for things that I actually would want to play on the go. So I find that I actually do have a lot more room. Like I've been living fairly comfortably, honestly, with 32 gigs for a while with like a, a decent selection of playlists. Not a lot of music, but then again, I'm not crazy into music. Enough games, mm-hmm. but not like every – like I don't need every single game I've ever bought on that phone because I'll be personally honest with you. I just would never actually even touch them. Yeah. Well, the other so. thing that gets me is um, I, I do subscribe to that $25 a year iTunes match thing. So I can just download my music whenever I want onto my phone. But it also means when I start listening to music out of my collection, it starts downloading it onto my phone. So I will think I have lots of space, start listening to an album. It turns out I'm not really streaming it. It's downloading it, and all of a sudden I don't have space on my phone. Is it like a mistake that you make? You hit the wrong button or something? No, there's there's no wrong button. That's just what it does. When you start listening to stuff, it, it downloads it and leaves it on there till you purge it. 
so that's it's, awesome. just, it's just how it works and so yeah that's just the thing for so me. you guys are anyway. sticking with uh, verizon or yeah, i mean whatever I, we're getting the iphone 6 we're sticking with verizon we're gonna keep it simple and it'll be the the gold one because they had them in stock and anna is obsessed with the gold one for reasons i do not understand anna can you explain it to me gold is best okay <laughs> thank you I like how she said it too. Like she's she's referencing some video that came out last year, I think, when the iPhones came out. I think was it was it was it a Persian guy or like an Iranian caricature? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Hello, my friend. Gold is clearly best. Hello, my friend. My friend, come in, come in, my friend. Sit down. Come. <laughs> yeah. By the way, they made like four of them, Chris. Good. That's that's great. But <laughs> it's last year's memes. Yeah, and what's up with that? Come on, get some new memes. <laughs> get some new memes. <laughs> so yeah, all right. So we got got the pre order on the way. Uh, nobody went for the plus, right? Um, I have an iPad Mini. I know. Right? I, I'm. The, so here's the two things I like about the plus. Uh, so the, you know, the the iPhone six has a seven twenty. Well, I guess a seven fifty p resolution. The iPhone 6 Plus has a 1080p resolution, so I like the idea of having full HD on the phone. That's a cool idea. Um, I don't need it, though, so I didn't go for it. The other thing that's cool about the Plus is the um, optical stabilization in the camera. The camera's a big deal to me on the phone, and so it was really hard to turn that down um, because I had to because that thing's too big. It's just too big. Ah, it's just too big. Do you care about optical limbs? You don't care about that stuff. You, no, no, I, I take pictures. Okay. But um, you just need some tactical pants, Chris. <laughs> You're right. 401 tactical. Um, get get the pants from there, and I'll be good to go. Tactical nerd pants. Um, um I appreciate. The funny thing is, I'm I'm still using my old five. So I, uh, for me, everything is getting upgraded. The chipset, the radios, and like the camera by a lot. I'm pretty happy with the upgrades I'm getting. I've been taking some pretty decent pictures of my T. Okay. <laughs> Your tea pictures do look good. Uh, let's see. Um, we should probably stop. Hold on, I've been distracted. We should stop talking about iOS stuff. Is there any new Android news that we can use to balance it out? Oh, uh, Samsung had their event not that long ago. They had had. Uh, oh, I'm talking about their Note Four and the Note Four Edge. Cool. Have you seen the Note Four oh, Edge? So big. No, let me see the Note Four Edge. Let me. Google no, no, they're not that big. The 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 iPhone Plus is actually taller than the it's Note bigger. by a little bit. Oh my gosh! Just right, a tiny see. bit taller. Note Edge, 10 feet? No. It's interesting. I want to hear what your take is on the Edge. Um, it actually has, it has oh, a curved glass display. It and has an, a bezeled and a Edge. It really does and the Edge it. is a screen. It's on separate screen with, oh, uh, with like a ticker. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if it's useful, but it's cool. Um, What do I do with it? I can like... um, You can have notifications on there. You can have a ticker when you're watching videos or doing stuff. You have um, always available. I like, like the uh, ruler app that they show off. That's cool. Let's see what else we got. Um, uh, it's just icons on the side of the screen, isn't it? We can have this on much. any phone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Um, and I, I like how they're showing up. a drawing app that has the icons for the you know the tools as though that isn't already the case on any iPad or iOS or Android drawing app already. It's like, it's like yes, they're already on the edge, guys. That's where you put them. But okay. Um, is this the thing I can use in the Oculus VR thing that they made, the Samsung Gear VR? No, no, no. I, I think you just need a normal note for that one. Oh, uh, just a note, not the note edge? 
Nope. Yeah, that was interesting. So that's if you want to get gaming directly gaming yeah. related. It's um, John Carmack. I think was he on stage for the event? Uh, I don't know if he was on stage, but he was showing it off in pictures. So think like Oculus Rift, but um, you put your note into a little contraption, and then you can watch movies or play games. And I guess full 3D. I mean, it's a it's a how big is that display? It's more than 1080p, right? I don't know. I'm unfortunately. It should be pretty high resolution. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I think we got sidetracked. We did, um, didn't we? All right. So, all right. Well, that's any, uh, that's any last cool. interesting bits about like the biggest piece of news of the week? Anything interesting? What did you think of the watch, real quick? Um, I still can't find any info on whether or not it's water resistant. I don't think they. I I think it is. Remember they talk about how the chipset is insulated. It's yeah. water resistant. Is it? It is. Okay. And do, does it change because between the three models? No, I think they're all water resistant. The water will be water resistant, enough to be worn in the rain or sweated on, but not enough to be thrown in a bathtub, which I think is a mistake because guess where watches go? And where watch people are used to watches being able to be water resistant up to 30 meters or whatever. And mm-hmm. the idea of that this not being able to do that is dumb. Is the Moto 360... Can you throw know. that in a bath? What's a Moto 360, and why do I care? <gasps> that's the that's the competition. It's the Google it's the Google Wear uh, round face from Moto, Motorola. Oh, it's a Motorola smartwatch. Okay. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's neat. It's look it looks good. Um, yeah, it's a smartwatch. It has a little thing. Okay, it's a gorgeous watch. Yeah, they say. Yeah. And what else we got? Okay, I don't know. Does it have all the features? Or no? Um, yeah, Google Wear. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, Google controls pretty tightly what an Android Wear watch can and can't do. do okay, and so, so here's here's my question: Do I need? Does it need to be tethered to a phone like the Apple Watch does? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, all right, cool. Android Wear. That looks nice, actually. Does it cost yeah. less? <laughs> Um, under four hundred dollars, by, <laughs> by like a hundred dollars or, or less, like fifty. How much do you think that gold Apple Watch is going to cost? I'm hearing like a thousand. Oh, for frick's sake, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's not for us. <sighs> no, I don't know who it's for, but it's are, are, not us. It's for Russian oligarchs. For Russian oligarchs. I'm not joking. Apparently, there's this big market in like in Moscow in particular where um where there's this company that will take like a normal iPhone. And they'll rip out all the components. Like they'll take out the buttons. They'll take out the, they take out the back, and they'll replace it like with like, like eighteen karat gold with diamonds with a rose gold finish. And they'll put it back into the case, and it's just like a standard, fully functioning iPhone, but the most the gaudiest, ugliest thing covered in diamonds, and it costs like ten thousand dollars. And it's for these like these really super rich Russian oligarchs who have so much money. They don't know what to do with it, and they want to show you they have more money than they can ever spend in a lifetime. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, let's go with that. Just great. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk I don't about know. I think we petered out. Are we tired? Yeah, I we're, think we're let's talk about what, we're talk- what we've been playing. Manny. Well, I mean, what, what we oh. talked about phones for, what, 40 minutes or something? No, not that <gasps> Has long. It been 40 minutes? No. Hey, people play games on their phones. They do. I'm curious if anyone's tried out uh, Bioshock. No, I'll tell you what I have been playing on my phone, Manny. Ah. It's actually on my iPad. Uh, Bioshock's out? Yeah, it's been out for like two weeks. Oh, 
nobody cares. All right. Um, <laughs> I've been playing um, uh, Terra Battle, the uh, the Sakaguchi Mistwalker game. Oh, Terra Battle. T E R R A Battle. You won't it find is, it on uh, the iOS. Store. It's on it's the uh, Canadian store. Yeah. Mm. So this is a card battling game? No. No. It is a tactical puzzle and dragons clone. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do I explain Music it? by Nobuo Uematsu. That's right. Well, a song by Nobuo Uematsu. You can see an interview with uh, Sakaguchi we have up on our YouTube right now. Go to YouTube.com slash RPGamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. <laughs> we need can... to index that, man. I had we no did. idea that was a I did. Problem. I did index it, did. but we All haven't right. indexed it any of the other PAX videos. If you can do that, okay. I'd appreciate it. Um, mm. The uh, the so we got the we've got the Sakaguchi interview up. We have uh, we have a game here that is about you recruiting people. That's uh, kind of like getting monsters in a Puzzle and Dragons type game, where you you collect them from either spending in-game currency or premium currency. Um, then you level them up. And you can level them up as much as you want by just playing battles, and at the end you get experience. So that's good. It's not about combining your monsters to to level them up because I don't like that mechanic. So here we have a you know you play an RPG at the end of the battle you get experience. So that's good. The problem is it's really grindy. It takes a long time to level them up to 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 where you want to get. So every so often they have this uh, this metal battle which is just like metal slimes they ripped it straight out of dragon quest you're fighting essentially metal slimes they're different monster designs but who cares they give you a ton of experience they cost 10 energy instead of five energy to go into that battle and costs a thousand in-game currency which at the beginning is a lot okay well let's ignore that for now so you get you get start getting your guys level up level up level up and then i'm still i'm in chapter three it is the first chapter that doesn't have tutorials and i cannot beat the first battle and I've been playing for hours, and I cannot grind up enough to get past the first battle. Um, it is a game where um, you move your characters around the board tactically. It's all about pinch, getting into pincer formations about the enemies, and then having your guys that are in the pincer formations being in vertical alignment with other people on your team for, for boosts and extra attacks. Um, and you have a limited amount of time to move your squares around the turn, uh, around the board before a uh, timer ticks down and then your attacks are locked in for that turn and then the monsters get their turn and so on and so forth. Try it out. It makes sense. It's good, beautiful art style. It looks great. It's one of those things like, man, Japan knows how to make a game look good, but I don't know if the grind is balanced yet. And maybe that's why it's not out in the U S yet. I don't know, but let me ask, is this, I mean, this is, Aside from the artwork and the fact that it's from a known developer, is this something we've seen before on the platform, like a lot before? Yeah. Uh, this structure free-to-play? Absolutely. All right. Now, they've done some things to make it a little more inviting. No, they haven't yet. The uh, By the way, it, it isn't a three-minute cooldown. It's at least a four-minute, possibly a five-minute cooldown per energy tick, Anna. How do you know? Because I looked at the timer. It's supposed to be three minutes. Yeah, it's not. Ooh, they need to fix that. Because that was one of the big things that they guaranteed at PAX. I think that was a mistranslation. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, <coughs> yeah, but that was said in a couple different places. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it, it's funny, though. I mean... Yeah, it's it's got an energy this? system, and that's the problem. It still has an energy system, and I think it's a, the big mistake of this game is why I asked Sakaguchi point blank, why did you put an energy in this game? People tend to not like these. What What's going to set yours apart? Why should they trust your game? And, you know, he didn't have a good answer for it. 
it's interesting too because I was reading some some interviews and some comments he was making about how the mobile space has room to grow in gaming or has room to change and and it sounded like he was trying to make something that was a little bit more palatable in general but I get it I get why most mainstream gamers when they hear this kind of stuff they start to their eyes start to glaze over they get bored and they drift in their attention I mean I like this platform and I'm already like drifting uh, it's it's certainly more palatable than something like Puzzle and Dragons because you can just keep you can keep making progress because you can keep playing old missions and getting experience. In a game like Puzzle and Dragons, you actually can't. It, it doesn't work that way. Um, and you have to start challenging yourself and remaking your team. Otherwise, you will not make any further progress. There are times in Puzzle and Dragons where you have to just start buying monsters if you want to make any sort of appreciable progress. And it seems like that's not the case here. But at the same time, it seems like it might be a really long grind. And then that's going to put people off anyway. I, I think that's my big thing, though. Is like I hate having to think about the business model. I hate that every yeah. time I'm playing, I'm thinking about money. And yep. it's like, let me just give you... Even 15 or 20 bucks, I don't care. Let me just give you my money, and I never have to think about, should I, do I need to take out my wallet again? Do I need to take out my wallet? Is now the time I want to take out my wallet? Yeah. No, that's, I get that's it. fair. That's fair. Yep. I, I totally get why most mainstream gamers still think of, like, I have to fight and tell people, like, no, there's some real solid games here that most traditional old school people like us will, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. I feel like sometimes it's an uphill battle where I got to be like, no, 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 really, try this one. This is a fully featured game. <laughs> like even in my uh, Monster Hunter uh, impression, like one of the first things I said in the pros and cons, full game, no hidden purchases. If you look at them, like it, there's this funny phenomenon in the App Store now, both Google Play and and, and uh, iOS, where if a developer hasn't added in-app, if there are no in-app purchases or there's no like – and it'll be literally the first thing they say in big bold letters: "Full game, no in-app purchases, no more money after you purchase this. Yep. This is a full game." And it'll be people who don't even like the game. They'll be straight up people who's like, "I didn't really like this game. It's not my cup of tea." Five stars, no in-app purchases. <laughs> <laughs> and like people are so appreciative, like, "Oh, but it I obviously doesn't matter." I mean, me we're getting this sort of feedback from people, and yet obviously people are still spending the money on the free to plays. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's it's it, this two different audiences competing for the same like for developers' attention. Yeah. So there's there's us and people who are just want to play a game, and unfortunately, there's like like exponentially more people who just want to play a game than there are <laughs> hardcore people like us going. Why are you nickel and diming me? Sorry, I think that's what it really comes down to, yeah, right? I think just, right. there's more of them than us. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm going to stick with Terra Battle and see if it opens up or if, you know, I'm just over a little hill that once I get over it makes a difference um, or if this is just really the pace of the game um, because I'm generally I'm a fan of Mistwalker stuff and I would like to be a fan of this as well just from, you know, supporting Japanese development and stuff on the mobile platforms, but I may not be able to be. So we'll see how that works. Um, what else did I play? Oh my gosh. Manny, I played a lot of stuff this week. Um, let me go through mine real quick. It's okay. been a while since go I played it. some stuff. Um, right. I did Saints Row 4. I Yay. finished. I went through that real quickly. All right. So you ready for um, Get Out of Hell? No. No. Okay. <laughs> You're done? Saints Row's over for Manny? Um, I understand where Jeff, where the Giant Bomb crew and Jeff Gersman talk about like that franchise needs a little bit of a reboot. It was fun. But I think man, they should move on. I... I think they've gotten out of it what they can, and they should make a new thing. Let me put it this way. I was ready for them to move on halfway through the game. Oh, okay. It's like it's not a bad game, but it's like 
by by the midpoint, I was like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> That's what I like the, for like most of the for most of the side activities for the for the reclaiming territory, for just the combat and the story. I was like, okay, I get it. I'm kind of over it now. It's like it's, like this is like uh, on that scale of it's like a like a solid three stars. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was okay, and I kind of went on a bit too much. Well, kind of when it was done, I was like, okay, that was done. I'm okay. on now. Right. And I worry about get out of hell. Like, are, are they going to change enough stuff? Because it was it's been a while since I played Saints Row three to go to Saints Row four, but it still felt like oh, I kind of did everything in here already, and it's not as fresh. So hmm. there's that. I I also tried a uh, Deadlight. What's Deadlight? It was um it was a uh, an XBLA game. It uh was recently available with games with gold for free. It's okay. like a side-scrolling Unreal Three uh, platformer. I want to say platformer, maybe like survival. There's zombies trying to get you. You're moving around an environment on a 2D plane. Yeah, zombie game. Yeah, I turned it off. I mean, I deleted it from my hard drive. Well, that's all right. <laughs> and what else have I been doing? Uh, let me check real quickly. I think that's pretty much everything. That's fine. Uh, I've been playing a lot. Okay. I put a little bit more time into Divinity. I'm starting to get to the point where I don't know that I want to keep putting more time into Divinity. Um, I'm still in the first town area, and I just feel like the game's progression is really slow and plotting. And this is starting to hurt me. And I don't feel like the story payoffs are worth it in the little side quests so far. So... I may not be able to keep going with Divinity. I need some help um, understanding how, how to play Divinity in a more enjoyable way than the very um, do-everything way that I'm approaching it with so far, maybe. Because um, that's the only way I know to be successful with the game because it, it kind of encourages doing everything and collecting everything. Otherwise, you can't, like, survive. <laughs> no, so, I mean, that's what that game is. I yeah. mean, if it's just not for you, it's not for you. It might not be for me, which is funny because... You know, the thing I want to go play instead is stuff like uh, Dragon Age Origins, which (laughs) kind of still has that same do-everything computer game vibe to it, but I know that I will enjoy the combat a little better. No, not the combat better. I like the combat in Divinity. I know that I will enjoy exploring everything a little better in that game, and I don't know why. So I'm trying to process and understand that better. So I don't know. I need more time to figure that out. Uh, Would there be a... Would it be better if you play to somebody else? If you can convince someone to play the whole game with, through with you? I don't think so, because the way the co-op works, um, it's too easy to miss quests and miss dialogues and stuff. And I, I, that game would not be better, in my opinion, with less story. Um, it needs an improvement of the presentation and pacing of the current story. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't think that's the answer for me. Because I tried that with Anna at first, and it was not pleasant. Um, but she's told me... I don't know. Maybe I'll try that again. Maybe I'll do it. Because that was working for Phil and his wife. So I got to think about that. Yeah, but Phil and those two are a little weird. They play some hardcore uh, board games all the time, like really slow-paced stuff. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know if they're like the standard. Uh, I played some, uh, let's see, played a couple games I got out of PAX, essentially. Fight the Dragons, an indie game where um, you can... It's got a weird integration with the internet. So it has a bunch of... So the way this works is you have a map and you play a level on the map and then you go play through that level. So you're actually spawning your world map. uh, You're building your world map. 
um, and you're placing the levels on it, and then you go play the levels. Um, it's kind of a it's an, a click-a-lot action RPG, like a Diablo, essentially, and you get loot as you play through the levels. You can replay the levels. Um, and then they have this cool thing where users can make levels, and then they just show up in the menu for your game, and you can choose their levels. You can sort them by ratings, popularity, newest, stuff like that, or keywords, and just drag the levels onto your map and play through their levels. And it just becomes part of your world map. And I think it's a really cool idea. It's just got this community-built RPG thing going on, and it looks really cool. It's still really early. It's in early access. And then your goal is, it's called Fight the Dragon, and your goal is to keep leveling up and then go and fight the dragon who has a million HP, and the dragon's HP counter is persistent, but you'll die as you keep fighting the dragon, but eventually you'll beat the dragon, and then, I don't know, I guess you beat the game. But um, the the dragon part seems the less important part to me. It's this user creation thing going on that I think is really cool in this game. Um, and I look to see, I hope to see more out of that. Uh, go check out Fight the Dragon, just see what they're doing, because it's different, and I think it's different in a cool way. Uh, played some Smite, which is just another MOBA. I'm not even going to go into it. Fist Puncher from Adult Swim Games. It's a side-scrolling action title. You punch things. Uh, it's fun. I played as a robot unicorn and punch things and kick things. That's cool. It'll do. Uh, it is a 2D top-down Zelda clone, um, except that all the puzzles are block puzzles instead of just most of the puzzles being block puzzles like in Zelda. Um, and it's about using your, uh, you get different weapons and different items in each area. They're kind of clever how they lock you into certain items. So you know that you only need to be worrying about puzzles, solving the puzzles with this particular item in the area. And it's, it's solving all these block puzzles and getting things onto switches and stuff like that. And then progressing the art style is neat. Sound is nice. Um, it, it's a good looking game. I recommend checking it out, especially if you like action adventures, um, with puzzles in it. Um, Kingdom Rush on PC is Kingdom Rush. You can try that for free on your phone. Forget that. Uh, Quest Run. Uh, this was a side-scrolling 2D. Um, it's like a... You know those tower defense games where you have three tiers and you're going left to right and you're defending each uh, each lane? And lane defense. Yeah, yeah, lane defense. It's It looks like a lane defense. It's not a lane defense. You just have three characters and you're buffing them and executing attacks. Um, but I found it to be really hard and all my guys kept dying and I couldn't get through even one quest. And so I don't know what's going on with that. That's early access. So let's see what's going on. Or is that an early access? It's just indie. Yeah, I got that out of a bundle. So I don't know what's up with that. Quest run is weird. Wildlife Park 3. Um, I booted that up. They told me I'm the new intern for South Africa. I think they meant for the animal preserve in South Africa. Then they told me to drag a zebra to the zebra pen so it can be with the other zebras. I couldn't find the other zebras, and I hit pressed alt F4 and stopped playing that game because it's old and really poorly programmed. Uh, we talked about Terra Battle and Divinity. Lictum Battle Mage. So check this out. Um, Manny, what would you say about a first-person Diablo clone where you're, you're, you're using, shooting spells instead of bullets? It's not Borderlands. It's not Borderlands? Yeah, that's what I would call it. Not Borderlands. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, there's no ammo. Uh, you get to craft spells, level spells, re-equip re, uh, spells. You get to choose the modifiers for your spells. You get to um, deconstruct them and reforge them into new spells. They got a big old spell crafting system that'll t- distract you for hours. They've got a story. It's eh, it's kind of okay. It looks really pretty, and you get to shoot fire out of your fists and burn up all the enemies as they come running towards you. It's okay. Um, disclosure uh, for both this and Fight the Dragon. I got free codes for the game, but it's uh, it's all right, and it's uh, 
yeah, so far, I think that the uh, 70s, 60s to 70s ratings it was getting, is they're probably well-deserved. <laughs> um, it's not going to be setting the world on fire. Oh, that's a terrible pun. It's not going to be um, blazing any new ground. All right, forget it. I can't come up with any good analogies here that aren't puns. Uh, it's uh, Check it out. I think it's different enough to be okay. For me, it's my, uh, the way I'm putting it, it's my destiny for the week. I was going to ask, is anyone here playing Destiny? Quinn, nope. are you playing Destiny at all? Nope. Don't have a next-gen console, so nope. Oh, I think it just came out on 360 and PS3 as well, right? Yeah, like I'm going to play it on PS3. Well, you could. If you wanted to. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, this is the game. I, I look at people playing Divinity... Uh, uh, divinity i look at people playing destiny i hear the complaints i think about eh, here's the pluses here's the minuses i'm talking to a lot of people about this it just seems like destiny is not going to be the game for me and any sort of loot um getting a uh, need that i have this week seems to be getting scratched by lictum battle mage so i'm kind of okay with that so um if you're looking for a low-cost alternative that might uh, distract you long enough to get so that you don't feel the need to uh, buy destiny for the week then uh, look at lictum i think a lot of people are are resisting the urge to buy Destiny. Really? Okay. Well, the review, all the reviews have been very middling. Yeah. A lot of the talk. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Even the little bits I played, that game is just not for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I like the social aspects of it, but it doesn't sound like the game can back it up. So it's like, mm. uh, It's maybe more the mission design. Than, yeah. Because, like, the shooting is fine. I mean, it's it's what you expect from a bungee game, but it's what you're doing every single time over yeah, and over a, and over. I'm not big on shooting to begin with, especially console shooters. So, yeah. Alright, anyway, I don't want to get into a debate about Destiny right now. I'm gonna... Well, it's an RPG. It's yeah. totally an RPG. Well, but not a very good one, but it's an RPG. I'm going to drop out of my recently played... Uh, Anna, what have you been playing? Um, What have I been playing? I've been playing Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. Versus... Is it a fighting Yay. game? Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, maybe it's more accurately described Phoenix Wright X Professor Layton. Cross. Yeah, cross. So it's Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright in a game together, and it has portions of both a Phoenix Wright game and a Professor Layton game. So it has puzzles and it has court Dragons? scenes. Oh, court scenes, okay. It does have dragons. Oh, good. So, yeah. I think I'm in the last chapter. 99% sure I'm in the last chapter. It's a very weird game. You have to be very comfortable with the sort of weird crap that goes on in the second Layton trilogy and the newest Phoenix Wright game. Because it has that zaniness from both of those. I have friends that don't like either of those, so even though they like classic Leighton and Wright, I'm like, yeah, don't play this. You won't like it. The problem with this game is it gets so weird so fast, I can't say anything about it. Mm, okay. But I hate Luke's voice actor. Well, you can say that, huh? Yeah. I think I said that last week, too. Um, Have I been playing anything else this week? Probably. Just a few iPad games that I've talked about already, I think. Okay. Been playing a lot of Spellfall now that I got over the hump. 
the hump. Yeah, there was just a difficulty hump that I had to um, buy the right armor and save up enough money for it and wait for my 20 days to get my free $80 weapon. Mm, that sounds great. Um, No, it, I just had to be patient. I was trying to rush it. So, yeah. Um, I've been boring this week. You have been. John, Sorry. help us out. Wait, what? Help us out. With what? Uh, being not boring. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm always boring. Oh. I'm British. But you're the interesting British guy. <sighs> yeah, it, but... It's so in- interesting in the UK right now. Is Scotland going to leave? Are they going to stay? Oh, my God. Oh, I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> Actually, no. A surprising number of people do care, but I really don't. Um... Uh, oh, so you want me? To, you want to know what I've been playing, right? Yes, preferably. Well, I've been running backwards and forwards between a number of different games, I guess. Um, I, I still haven't stopped playing Warframe, but only because. Um, okay, so they are putting out a new update fairly soon in Warframe that adds. Um, you know, Warframe is basically like a sort of corridor over the shoulder third-person shooter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The next update, update 15, is adding um, effectively flight packs so we can go and shoot things in space. Okay. So, uh, they they are doing a... They have done a series of special missions this week, which have mostly just been rewarding rare stuff ahead of the next update. None of the that none of the none of that stuff has been added yet, but they've just been releasing goodies. Okay. Um, what else have I been playing? Um, Star Citizens Arena Commander One Version Zero Point Nine Update came out, I think, yesterday, uh, which added a couple more ships in. Uh, they added a racing mode, which was demoed at PAX. And they've also released their latest commercial for the M50, which is a Top Gear ripoff. It's actually pretty funny. Have they released, um, you know, the game yet? Uh, I'm not expecting that to come out until, like, late 2016. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Um, Have you purchased any $1,000 ships? (laughs) Uh, Not anything above $1,000, no. Crazy. I'm not going to quantify that statement further. Uh, $500. No, it's $999. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I may have hit 500 total, oh maybe. I don't know. Oh, you're right. You shouldn't quantify this further. Yeah. <laughs> um, RPG has the home of disposable income. Yes. <laughs> hey, for all hey, of us involved. Getting a job clearly went to my head. And this was after <laughs> I bought a house. Oops. Um... I have been playing the final uh, game in the spin-off Masukishin Super Robot Wars side story stuff, which also came out at the end of August. Um, Apparently, you may have remembered me about, must have been about two, three, maybe four months ago, I was complaining about the third one in the game, and I was doing it on both the podcast and Twitter at one point. Um, The previous game was hard. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I've played a number of Super Robot Wars games. I kind of know the ins and outs of the system by now, but that game really threw me for six. Um, I mean, well, I I'm sorry. What was that phrase? Threw me for six. I don't know what that means. 
Uh, it's, I think it's derived from cricket. Um, oh, okay. And is that is um, it like throwing you for a loop? Is I, I don't I don't know yeah. what it means though. Okay, it confused oh, uh, you or something. There, they, there are six points scored if the ball is immediately struck out of the area of play. In oh, cricket. okay. All right. Cricket. I've had Sean Cooper try to explain cricket to me before. It doesn't yeah. go well. All right. Anyway, um, sorry. But, sorry to interrupt. I have heard. I have heard that the third game in the series, the one I was complaining about, did have its difficulty somewhat toned upwards, which meant that when by the time this one came out, which has the amusing subtitle "Coffin of the End," um, it was actually surprisingly playable, and I was actually able to get somewhere into the first twenty or so stages. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying that. It's not top tier Super Robot Wars stuff. Um, but I suppose it is kind of wheel spinning until uh, Namco Bandai released the next sort of main one in the series. Um, so yeah, pretty fun. Okay. And um, uh, the other thing I've been playing is um, Super Smash Bros. 3DS. And no, it's not the demo version. What? Oh, because you got the Japanese version? Yeah, I downloaded it this morning Ooh. off the Japanese eShop. I've got the demo version here. Because we're platinum club Nintendo people, but uh, there's not a lot the in the on- demo. <laughs> I, I suppose the only thing that I needed to get used to was the fact that uh, a couple of the characters don't have the same name. Like Charizard is now Lizardon, and what? there's Murabito, which is village person. Oh, is that which... because the Japanese names? Yeah, okay. they've all got the Japanese names. Okay. Lizardon, which, uh, eh? Lizardon is Charizard's Japanese right, name, yeah. Cool. Um, I thought it was Gyar. Uh, okay. Never There's mind. also, um, uh, I haven't unlocked them yet, but Purin, which of course is Jigglypuff. Putin? Oh. Purin. Purin? Like a poop? P-U-R-I-N. Purin. Oh. Purin. All right. Is Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff! Okay. Um, which, so yeah, working on that. Okay. So what do you uh, think of it so far? I mean, does yeah, it, it supposed to translate well? Let's, let's you say honest. you're working on it. Is there a single player um, well, I say working on it because I'm just basically playing through the matches at the moment to unlock all of the characters. Okay. There's not a very high match requirement, unlike, say, Mewtwo's requirement in Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, so have you gotten the Duck Hunt dog yet? Nope. Okay. Well, forget that. I just want to know how does it play on the 3DS? <laughs> well, it's a Smash Brothers game. It, the, the, the gameplay of the series basically hasn't changed since Melee. But is it comfortable on that device? I mean... Oh yeah, it's fine. The you don't find I... it weird to use the circle pad to aim your attacks because I kind of no. do. All right, not really. It just feels off to me, and jumping feels off to me, and uh, something's wrong in my opinion. But okay. I'll, I'll All right, so you're not liking it on the 3ds. I the controls feel weird, but they work. So I'm just the trying un- to deal with it. The, I say the only problem that I've really had was that during regular play. Um, is my finger keeps on nudging the volume switch. That's about it. I am curious about one thing. Uh, Smash Bros. can get pretty hectic. Like there can be a lot of stuff going on on the screen during like one more uh, during one of the bigger battles, or like when everyone's throwing off their specials. Does that still translate well on a smaller on a smaller screen or in 3D? Yeah, I, I, I think it carries over relatively well. I mean. To be fair, the original, like the original N sixty four version, and even Melee weren't exactly drawn at a particularly high resolution. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to be honest, it is like, well, 
Yeah, it is. It's just it basically it's a Smash Brothers game. There's there's not really a lot else to say about it. All right, that's good because I um, remember when um like when uh, God of War came out on PSP, like the the tagline that everyone was saying, oh, it's just it's God of War, and and they meant it in like the biggest compliment possible that like they did it. They got God of War here on the PSP, and it feels like God of War. It's God of War. So yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks nice. I I didn't have any problems with the graphics or anything. Um, so that's good too. Um, yeah, I just I need to get my the controls feel weird to me, and I think I just I'm used to a bigger controller for that sort of game. I don't know. I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about this. Are you guys interested in the the new 3ds? Oh yeah, new 3ds. Yes. Oh man, it just it makes me sad because there's that Persona Q 3ds coming out. That's devious. Isn't that sucks for like people who don't know better? Yeah, she wants it anyway. Life is so hard. First so world a, problems. Yeah. First world problems. Yep. So, but yeah, so you guys are planning on picking it up. I wasn't here for the last time. If you talked about it, um, we uh, of didn't. course. Yeah, uh, I'm I pretty mean, sure we will get it. Yeah. I think we'll get one to start and see how it feels for both of us, and then get a second one depending on that. What about you, Quinn? Do you are you liking what you see with the three D the new three DS? Going to pick one up? Um, well, considering that I had to import one last time, I'm not exactly in a huge hurry to bring and import another one. Mm. Well, so, why, since you have a Japanese LL, why don't you get a North American new three DS? Uh, maybe, maybe because it's not doesn't have the games he's playing. Like he doesn't. North wanna... America doesn't have the games he wants to play. He's already well, importing the Japanese ones. Yeah, I mean, Quinn? given I've been playing, I've been playing Final Fantasy uh, Theater Rhythm Curtain Call for what three months now. Can I ask a question without sounding particularly pointed? Go on. Is your English better or your Japanese? Oh, I know exactly which one of my languages is better. Okay. Japanese. <laughs> Fair Bugger point. Off, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer ever. Well, I I know I don't know I didn't sprinkle it with a wanker for good measure, but <laughs> he keeps talking British, and he doesn't know English. He's he knows British. Okay, I will say this about the 3ds though is that um I was kind of impressed in well not impressed well I was intrigued enough that I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, I'm 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 curious. This is something that that clearly they're aiming at more hardcore gamers. They're adding enough of the controls that you need to make it to give a parity with uh with the Wii U or similar machines, so you can put a lot of stuff down to it. Uh, it's an interesting take, sort of like a DSi or a Super 3DS, as some people want it wanted to be called in the U.S. But I I do have some concerns about the the ergonomics of the device, like that little. It's like their their C stick looks like a ThinkPad trackpad from the nineties. I, I know that's kind of ugh. and the and the L and R buttons like the the reason why you have like trigger buttons underneath the other ones is so that they're easy to reach. I wonder about having to reach behind the other buttons, like deeper into the system to hit the other two buttons. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wonder if you're going to hit the the side or the, I guess you'll have to maybe just keep your fingers crooked and just learn. Where to hit down, but I usually don't have my thumbs rest like that on uh, the top layers either. You know, a little bit more flat. So I wonder if I'm going to be hitting, you know, the left and right 
And then while I'm trying to reach CNR. Of course, the thing is, I say that, though, as if I had the money to actually buy one. <laughs> All my money's gone. Uh, I was actually – I was the biggest impression I had was like it's, it's, a, it's more 3DS than you got before with better features, better CPU, better 3D, better 3D. Yeah, I mean, for less money. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a reason not to get it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's more If you're going to keep less. playing 3DS games, it sounds like a better experience. Yeah. Um, so That's great. We, we always tend to upgrade the, the portable systems here. So, yeah, I think we'll be doing that. Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, I can see why this would be the machine to play Monster Hunter 4 on. Yeah, that'll be nice. Oh, you got me excited now. Hey, I'm just happy I got a larger memory card. Okay, I only had the four gigabyte card that came with the originally came with the 3ds, and <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't live with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Well, I, I have to rebuy memory cards for this thing. I had to put um, I, I put um, I had a digital copy of um, Curtain Call, and I saw Smash Brothers had come out, and I wanted to check and see how many blocks it took up, and, che- and I was checking my memory card as well. Bearing in mind, of course, I'm meandering my way through menus of, through a language barrier. And uh, it turned out, I think I was something like 500 blocks short if I wanted to get um, Smash yeah, it, Brothers on the card as well. It's, isn't it like, isn't Smash Brothers itself really close to 4? Uh, it's like 2.3 or something. Oh, okay. My bad. But, but uh, Curtain Call itself is like 2. Oh, right. Yeah, Curtain Call's huge. Well, Plus yeah, because stuff- of all the music. Yeah, and save data and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got into a situation where I was like, well, I could buy it, but then it wouldn't fill my memory card at all. So I had to run out this morning and buy myself a like a 32 gig stick, which thankfully wasn't that expensive. Okay. Mm, so much hardware to buy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm still, still kind of cheesed off that, well, I, uh, didn't research things properly before buying the Nexus 5. Oh, what what happened with the Nexus 5? Doesn't have an SD card slot. What? No, yeah, it doesn't. What? Well, thought, don't you know Google's been wait, going on a massive, wait, massive crusade I thought, again? Now, wait a second. Weren't we just told by our Android-loving friend Michael Tidwell that Android's awesome because it has SD slots? Unless thy name is Google. Mm. I don't see. I, I, Which one's the Nexus problem. Five? Is People that a make these... phone or a tablet? I, catch no, me the Nexus here. Five is their phone line. Is it new, brand new, or brand um, I want, yeah. they got like a, a recent update or it needs a, it's going to get it up. It, 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 it's it's has it had a 2014 update? I can't remember. Okay, never mind then. All right, sorry, sorry to distract. Go ahead. No, I was going to say though. I mean, that's. I think that's maybe one of the problems I have when people start like. Throwing around, oh, this Google's whatever, and, uh, Android's so much better because this, or iOS is so much better than that. And like, all of these platforms have plus or minuses. You need to compare, you know, equivalent devices to equivalent devices. Like, if you're going to compare an iPhone and say, like, oh, the Nexus is so cheap compared to, and, but yeah, it's so cheap because it's heavily subsidized by Google, and it, you know, it doesn't use more premium materials. So like, maybe a better comparison for like an iOS, to, like an iPhone, would be the HTC. Are you saying I need to evaluate each product individually and figure out if it meets my personal needs properly? Chris, no, that would be way too reasonable and oh, okay. like and higher enlightened. No, of oh, okay. course not. All right, all right, good. Pick all a right. side and be a fanboy. Damn right. All right. That's why I'm going with <laughs> well, Windows Phone. 
I know someone at work who has one of those. <laughs> hey, no, that's, the Nexus, that's always was, made, the story for Windows Phone. Oh, I know someone at work with one I, of I made this joke on Twitter earlier. as like, you know, my favorite, I, my favorite users are um, Windows Phone users because they're the one people who aren't going to go around harassing you about, why, about the platform you picked and why you should switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of depressing, actually, for them, isn't it? <laughs> You could come. No, you should probably stick with what you have. You know what's funny too? I always feel bad for the Windows guys because whenever like a new game is announced or like a, a, a web app or something, there's always be like one guy in the comments going Windows Phone version, like a little question mark. That's all we'll say. And he's not being demanding or anything. He's just kind of hopeful. Like, hey, yeah. I, I, pref- I prefer supporting Windows phones to Blackberries. <laughs> uh, is that st- I, are they still around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mikey uses one. Uh, well, I know people still have them, but that doesn't mean they're ostensibly making more. Of them, oh no! Right? I, uh, do you know how often Micah breaks her phone? No, a lot. Okay, she That's gets a, a new sign. phone like every six months. <laughs> buy buy BlackBerry. <laughs> You'll need to get a new phone every six no, months. No, no, no. It's because they get dropped in pools. Or... Oh, of course. Much better. <laughs> the wild PR lifestyle. Actually, she needs to get an Android then. They've got the water-resistant um, Samsung right? ones, right? Yeah, well, my, I, one my, time uh, I... <laughs> I think my Sony tablet's water-resistant. Yeah. One time I called her and she accidentally, instead of picking up her phone, knocked it off the table and into like the little heater that she has out on her patio, which is, well, a fire place so she cooked her last phone yes all right mm. oh boy it's funny too i don't know it's interesting stuff i mean it's been like another conversation but we keep on like people might be saying who cares about your damn phone yeah you're right you're right you're right no so- but i i think it's we the, the word phone has changed and that whenever we say phone most people we're actually talking about our 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 pocket Touchscreen computers. Pocket computers. Yeah. Woo. Makes you wish like a, it makes you wish like a Japanese company would have would have uh, revolutionized the smartphone business because then they, we'd all be calling them Pokecoms. Pokecoms. Uh, Poke Gear. No. There you go. They were the first. The Poketch. <laughs> they had the, the first yeah, Apple was, Watch. The, the Poketch was a smartwatch. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. Wait, wasn't the Poke Gear a smartwatch too? No. I don't think it was like the Poketch. Poketch. All I know is I'm still waiting for my. It's it's funny, but when people Flying ask me cars? for the future that I'm waiting for, I say two things. People don't expect a second one. I, I wait for the Star Trek future, and I'm waiting for the Pokemon future. <laughs> because you when think we about enslave it, like how, animals and make them fight for our entertainment. No, no, no. But just think about how amazing it would be to have like the kind of functionality of a of a po- of a Pokedex where you can just literally point your phone at something and it'll tell you like, oh, what what species of bird is that? Just point your you point your phone at it. It's like, oh, that's a blue jay. They're hey, my, tra- to hey, my Google Translate app works like that, although for words, obviously. <laughs> but how great would that be? Or even like the pocket, like the pocket watch. I just remember those things being like, even like in the mid '90s, being like, "Oh man, I can't wait for this to become a reality." Uh, I'm I'm sorry to break it to you like this, Manny, but that really means you're waiting for the anime future. Shh. It's not just Pokemon. <laughs> I'm quitting this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? Probably. Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Let's not rub it in. Uh, are we done with what we've been playing? Did we get everybody? 
Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't really played playing that much else, I don't think. And Alex isn't around, right? We don't, can't drag him on. And yeah, he always plays through. the more interesting games. I know, right? It's <laughs> because he's a reviewer. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, reviewers. I just don't play RPGs that much anymore. Clearly. You play but. a lot of uh, space shooters. Hey, there is a new space shooter. Um, what's it called? It's God called of space something? shooter? No. <laughs> There's a new Steam Steam Space Shooty thing. Is it a new Steam Space Shooty shooter? thing? Yeah, it's called um. <laughs> they were playing it on uh, on Professional Friday last night. Uh, okay. Oh, I will say the new Humble Bundle is pretty good. Humble Bundle Twelve. Yeah, tell people about that. That thing's awesome. Uh, you can get for like I think the average right now is seven eighty, and for that you can get uh, Papers Please, uh, Gone Home, the soundtracks for a lot of games. Uh, Gunpoint. I mean, for those three games alone, it's more than worth it. God I Factory think... Wingmen. God Factory Wingmen. Go look oh, it up that. on Steam. Oh, oh, that you already know about it. Well, I've seen the trailers for okay. it. Yeah, it's that's a space shooter. I'm surprised you're not playing. What's up with well, that? Well, I'm I'm busy learning how trying. I'm busy learning how to race, which in, has mostly involved in slamming Star Citizen. Right. This, which is most, they have which races? Is they don't have a damn oh, yeah. game. They're building pod racing mode already? Come on. Oh, Luftrausers 2 is also in the Humble Bundle. And if you pay $10, you also get Prison Architect Early Access. All right. Which I already have. I think the problem with that particular Humble Bundle is I think I already have most of it. Yeah. They're good stuff. It's really good stuff. But the, like, I already have Gunpoint. I already have Prison Architect. Mm-hmm. Um... If you've waited on a lot of those, you're getting a lot of good stuff. Though, I've waited once. on all of these, yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I'm yeah, sad. I have papers. I have papers, please, as well. I love papers, please. What a great game! Yeah, it's a great game. Anna liked papers, please, right? Oh yeah, it was fantastic. I think we all gushed about papers, please, on the podcast when Chris it, around doesn't when it came like out. it. What I don't. Wait, I thought you said you didn't. Well, I don't want to play it myself, but I liked watching you play it. Oh, it's I too, see. I think it's a bit you too get the slow. Stress, don't it's you? one of those. No, I don't like the. Uh, I have to play through multiple times, sort of thing, to kind of really figure out how to optimize or go for the ending I want. The and ending, you f that. There's yeah, yeah no. there's this like thirty endings. endings I know exactly. That's my. There point. is no ending you want. There's yeah. just the ending you get. Yeah, that's life, man. And that is so true that. with I papers, please. It's life, man. It's just life. Are you telling me you're gaming your life right now so you get the ending you want? I mean, I want a scuba diving accident eaten by a shark in Belize, age 99. Well, I'm, technically, that's that's what your faith is, right? Getting, no, never mind. Anyway, so let's uh, let's move on. What do we got? Uh, question of the week. Did we have one? We had one, but nobody submitted any feedback, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so here, here's your here's your guilt in guilt trip for feedback for the week. Please send us feedback, please. You can email us feedback. Yes, if you don't send us feedback, we're going to talk about more mobile games. That's right. Podcast at rpgamer.com. Next time, we'll just talk about iPhones for over an hour. The whole thing. Unless you We were generous. I could have talked about the iWatch for like an hour and talked about the future of iWatch gaming, but I didn't. So you better send some feedback. There's not going to be games on that thing. Oh, don't tell me that. All right. Podcast at rpgamer.com. Podcast at rpgamer.com. That's the email address. 608-729-4098. If you're listening on fast mode, 
888-888-4098. That's the phone number. You can dial in and uh, leave your voicemail. And if you don't like either of those, you go to our message boards at board, that's B-O-A-R-D, rpgamer.com go to the latest update section find the podcast thread you can post right there it says 320 in the title because that's the episode number of the show and with that we'll move on to the new wait we'll move on to mmo roundup i thought it was mmo in a minute mmo in a minute we never decided a name you gonna time me go all right, the Mythborn open beta begins. It says it features turn-based battles determined by its attack speed and the ability to recruit and deploy multiple heroes to join in battle. It's got all sorts of cool stuff. You can check it out now. Um, Arcage's founder head start begins today. Although, not really. Not really, because you can't actually connect to the game. The game officially launches on September 16th. The third Lords of War World of Warcraft video is now available to watch and features Turretan and touches on the choices he had to make. Go ahead and watch it on the WoW YouTube channel. That's the fastest way to get to it. The first Final Fantasy XIV expansion has been internally titled and artwork is nearing completion. Fans can keep watching the letters from the producers for more information as it unfolds throughout the next year. I was just wondering Card about Hunter that this is morning. one year old today. Happy birthday! What? Card Hunter. I'm playing Card Hunter right now. Yes, it's one year old today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Guild Wars 2. You can get blessed by the loot Liv- fairy in Card Hunter. You're delaying me. Guild War 2's Living World Season 2 content kicks off on November 4th, and details will be flowing freely over the next two months. Enjoy. Ping. Cool. Uh, minute 10, but it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the news. You know that didn't sound like a raspberry on the. <laughs> it really didn't. It sounded like a <laughs> flatulence. And like it, it blew out my ears too. Just with just a big old. <laughs> all right. It's <laughs> terrible. Everyone, look at this picture. Batical, I don't know how to say this. Everyone, look at this pic of a dog next to an iPhone six. No, out. forget that one. Look at the one that I posted. Well, it doesn't instead. work. It didn't work anyway. The imager so. above it. Okay. It's, aww. Why is he... That dog is relaxed. <laughs> I wish my dog, my cats would be that relaxed for ba- baths. Man. All right. And for those who aren't looking, it's a dog enjoying his bath. Like, like really, really, really Passed out on his, his bath. bath, on his back, in the tub, with a smile on its face. face. Go check, click the link, the imager link in the chat. Room, yeah, that's not our cats. No, it's a dog. Oh, Anna, tell us about the Persona Lies 3DS XL. Um, so they announced three new 3DS XL prints for North America. Um, one is a classic Nintendo controller, NES controller. And one is something I don't care about, so I don't remember. Someone help me out here. No, I think you're going to flounder on this one because I don't know what it is. <laughs> And the third one is a Persona Q book. It's awesome. I really bought it. <sighs> so yeah, three new faceplates. Although they're actual 3DSs. Um, none of them come with their games that they're associated with. So eh. if you don't have an XL, I mean, and you want one that's printed, this would be a good time to get it. It's just, oh, I want this to be the new 3DS XL. I'm sorry. 
life is hard. All right, so it looks like a big old spell book from Persona. Yeah. It's probably going to get banned in some sort of schools or something. Uh, let's see this one. Elman Age Gothic arrives on Steam soon. Uh, this was announced by Ghostlight. Uh, it'll be released on PC, for PC on Steam September 18, 2014. It is already available for pre-purchase at the cost of 10 bucks um, or 10 euros or 7 pounds. If you pre-purchase, you get a monster guide. This is a dungeon crawl. First-person dungeon crawl, right? So, yeah. So, this was on 3DS, wasn't it? Or was it PSP Vita? It was PSP, right? And, oh, yeah, both! It was both! Ha-ha! Ah. So, Elman Age, if you care, that's coming. Uh, let's see. We have some videos up for Fantasy Life. That's coming out here September 26th. So, you can go watch some videos of what you can do in Fantasy Life. Anna's excited already. I want this game so badly. Fantasy Life isn't... Wait, did you say September 26th? Yeah. No. That's what it says. I'm pretty sure it's October 26th. Uh, that's what the thing says is September 26th. Really? Yeah. I swear it's October. It says September 26th, 2014. Oh, in, in in Europe. It'll be October 24th in the North America. Good uh. catch. Ah, Nintendo of Europe likes you better. Ha, 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 ha. I think we need a new segment category. How about Anna tells us the Natsume news of the week? Starting with uh, Ledger oh, of Ribbon not King every 2. Week. No, please no. <laughs> no. It's for you. Yeah, I'm ignoring it right now. Okay. Are you sure it's not your dad? No, it's John Georgeson. Oh, okay. You can wait. Um, John? John Georgeson? Yeah. So we did a State of the Farm <sighs> column this week for September, where basically we revealed that we're working on like... 15 eShop tales. Okay. Um, and the two that we talked about so far is Wild Guns Super Nintendo, which isn't an RPG. But the one that is, is Legend of the River King 2 GBC, which is coming to 3DS. So there. September 18th for both. And expect more in the next six months. And then we also talked about the Bachelorettes of Harvest Moon, The Last Valley. Oh, <laughs> first thing I thought we were talking about the actual Bachelorette. Huh? Like, what do you still... I thought we were going to talk about the actual bar- Bachelorette for a second. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Oh, the Bachelorettes of Harvest Moon, The Last Valley. So we were, we have, at this point, we revealed all three. So Catherine, Emily, and April. All right, all right. Which one is for me? Which one is for you? Uh, I don't, they're all appealing in different ways. Oh, that is such the safe answer. <laughs> My first instinct is Catherine for you. All right, she's so why a, is Catherine a totally manual? Because she's such a bitch. Oh, F you. Wow, but, Anna. <laughs> but Anna. when you get to know her, she ends up actually being really, really sweet. Okay, okay, I can see why. I'm with Anna on this one. She's actually the only reason that she's as mean as she is is because she's trying to hide the fact that she's super lonely. <laughs> are you saying she's an emo person on the internet? No. I think you are. Uh, Anna, where do I find this story? I gotta look this up now. This is interesting. Um, Bachelors of Harvest Moon. The Lost the- Valley. The- yeah. Cool. I mean, it was a press release, and lots of people covered it, so. Cool, cool, cool. Interesting stuff. See, that's how you make this fun. <laughs> and I would put Chris with April. Okay. 
Because she's really shy and she stutters. Oh, you're not talking about Catherine from the the game, Kath. Okay. No, no, thinking, no. Uh, okay. Gosh, no. Right. No, I'm talking about the the Bachelorette Catherine from Harvest Moon, The Lost Got Island. it. I caught up. Too much card hunter in my head. Got it. That's what I get for celebrating the one year anniversary of card hunter. Live and here on the show. Quinn, I would put with Gilbert. Who's Wait. Gilbert? Um, he's one of the bachelors we've revealed. He rhymes. Oh, no. He's a spaz. He's great. But he's very kind to animals. <laughs> okay. The end. Yep. All right. So what's our next story? <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate is getting a collector's edition in North America. It includes a big old statue of a monster from the game called Goromagala. It has a pin featuring a feline wearing the armor of Goromagala. It has a monster icon lanyard, which I've seen in person, doesn't impress me that much. A cleaning cloth and the game, all contained within a themed supply box. The best part about this collector's edition, it's only 60 bucks. Well, <laughs> it's, like, it's still like double the price of the game though, right? Uh, I don't know. Isn't it a $40 game? I've been seeing it for thirty on sale. It's a thirty dollar game. Okay, so it's double the price of the game. Still, for collector's editions with a statue, this is coming in lower than most, just because it's portable. Game. Oh, I've seen those statues. There's like a local Tokyo lifestyle shop, and they have those like exact same kind of statues. It costs about like ten bucks. Yeah, I've got yeah. one right here from the random draw boxes uh, that they sell in Japan. They had them for sale at packs. So here's a big old dragon guy. Also, every me. time you said Gora Magala, I thought, like, if he says that, like, two more times, he's gonna summon a monster from uh, Ghostbusters. Gora Magala, uh, Gora Magala, Gora Magala, Gora Magala. Behind you, behind you! The ah! real uh, I feel, but, like, from the real Ghostbusters, not the good Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't hey, think... did you see that they were thinking about rebooting the Ghostbusters with all girls, and Bill Murray was like, hell yeah, here's my choices. Oh, boy. Actually, they were good choices. Oh, boy. But it it, it makes sense within the fiction because it, uh, the Ghostbusters are always supposed to be a franchise group where you, they would sell Ghostbuster franchises to other cities. So there could totally be just like a Los Angeles or a Boston Ghostbusters crew, and they could just happen to be all women. Yeah, why not? It works, and it's still within the fiction, and you're not, you're not taking anything away from the other Ghostbusters stuff. Okay. I'm like Star Trek into darkness. <laughs> I just saw that like like a week or two, or two ago. My gosh. You don't Ugh. like it? It was the most boring movie I've seen mm. in a long time. Okay. It's flat out boring. <laughs> All right. And like my old thought the whole time is like, like, is there a single <laughs> likable person on this ship? A mm. single likable person. Just give me one. And I was thinking the whole time, I was like, man, they are really trying hard to use my TOS nostalgia to make me like their crappy characters. And they are failing miserably. You don't like Kirk? Oh, he's the worst. He's the worst? All right. Oh, he's the worst. He is kind of a sexist pig. Well, Beyond sexist. Like, the original Kirk was a sexist pig, but at least he had some charm. <laughs> yes, that is true. He also had a very um, eclectic group of individuals on his bridge yeah. who were probably more interesting than he was. <laughs> and, and that Star Trek understood that. Well, Kirk may not have been the smartest or the strongest 
or the most technically minded or any of those things. He he was good at surrounding himself with the people who were and then command and helping those people out in command decision, like with command decision stuff. But man, Into Darkness was garbage. Oh, yeah, new track. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I love that they take away a ship. If you actually run the count time, they take away a ship for four minutes. <laughs> for like four minutes. Can we, can, You're no can longer we the bring, captain of the Enterprise. Four minutes later. Can we, You're the uh, captain of the Enterprise. Can we, uh, can, we, can we bring some Avery Brooks back into this? I mean, yeah. he Please. was amazing. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, wait. How are we going to get Avery Brooks back into it? Why I not? don't know. But I wish. I wish. Oh, just just go back and start making films in the actual con in the the the, the real continuity. The again real continuity. <laughs> to, be, to be fair though, to be fair though, most of the real original Star Trek movies were total garbage too. Hey, odd, the even rule applies here. They do. Hey, I'm a fan. I like them, but a lot of them were still. Garbage. I I, re- I recently rewatched both two and six because I was around at a friend who'd never seen either. And uh, I, I actually do think they still hold up. Oh, no. Wrath of Khan is an absolutely wonderful movie that takes everything they learned making the original series and, and developing those characters. And they, they actually give the, like Kirk some growth in an arc. And it's like about him realizing that he's, he's no longer a young man anymore and that he's, he's getting older and he, <laughs> things aren't the way they used to be. And a lot of the decisions he made in the past are coming back to haunt him. And they actually have real consequences for once for him and the people that he loves. It's. I mean, it's 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 a real it's a real movie. Imagine and, that. It's just and, not just explosions for I mean, like an hour and magic blood. And six magic uh, blood. <laughs> the undiscovered country is kind of I don't know. It, it it's less hell of a lot less serious than Khan is. Um, I just like it because of how like heavy handed an allegory it is for the fall of communism. Oh, and it, not only that, but by doing that, they actually gave Klingons an actual character and some personality, and like you get a better sense of their culture, and that they're not just all warmongering monsters who just you go, I'm a Klingon. Yeah, like Worf's grandfather being a lawyer. It's great. It was good stuff. It was wait, good stuff. Wait, Star Trek Six is an allegory for the fall of communism. Yeah. The explosion of Praxis is a is a an allegory for or a metaphor for Chernobyl, oh. and it allowed these two former superpowers who hated each other and were at war forever to to lower the Iron Curtain and finally make amends. But there were people who were so invested in this war continuing, namely the military industrial complex, they were willing to sabotage a potential peace. Yeah. Hmm. So basically, the Klingons are the Russians, the Federation of the Americans, and. Uh, there is the usage of the phrase "only Nixon could go to China," which apparently is a Vulcan proverb. <laughs> they like they, they like that joke. All right. Well, it's a bit like I think six is also the one that suggests that um, Sherlock Holmes was one of Spock's ancestors, mm-hmm. given that he's half human. And so, you mm-hmm. Know. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So, uh, point of the story is we need a good Star Trek RPG. Dead silence. No, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. This no, is this the thing is... that I love is I Google only Nixon could go to China, and the first one is the Wikipedia entry for it, and the second one is Star Trek Six on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta boy. see this. Oh, yeah, Nixon goes to China. No shit. 
searching on the podcast. All right, it's time for actual uh, <laughs> news. Uh, oh, a new Avernum title because we needed more. <laughs> Avernum 2, Crystal Souls, the second chapter of this rebooted version of the original Avernum series, which you can already buy in its complete entirety on like good old games and Steam and stuff. Hey, it's coming out second quarter four of 2014. Yeah, there's screenshots and stuff. Hey, more of them. All right. I know I shouldn't be writing that off, but uh, I don't know. Can I care? All right. We got remakes of Dragon Quest coming to iOS and Android, and you can know that's true because Dragon Quest 1 already came out on iOS. So for two ninety nine right now, you can play through Dragon Quest 1, which has slightly upgraded graphics, well, very upgraded graphics from its original NES form. Um, I don't know what version of the game they're from. I don't know if it's like a GBA remake or a SNES remake or something like that. But the, they got them there, and you can play it on iOS. Uh, anyone going to pick that up? It's also on Android, I believe. Square Enix is pretty good about releasing a stuff on Android around the same right. time. Excellent. Um, I will say this, though, about their ports, is that if you played one of their Dragon Quest ports, you know exactly what to expect from the rest. Okay. Same controls, layout, same um, same effort. Manny, let's Same. talk about Dragon Quest iOS ports. Didn't you have a big old feature coming for those? Um, I got I got sidetracked by some stuff that was happening here. But uh, what do you think yeah. about what you've played so far? All right, I don't like Dragon Quest Eight very. I'm of two minds of it. I'm of two very clear two minds of it. I think the best way that can it be it could be described is low effort. Very low effort. I mean, it's there and it works. Exceedingly low effort. <laughs> it's there and it works. Mm-hmm. And um. It, it's strangely put in some things, some strange things to. Well, Dragon Quest Eight in particular, it's all it's all portrait view. You know, it's all portrait. So you would think, okay, so what I got? I gotta pace myself with this one. There's just so much rage. Yeah. Not really rage, but just sort of apathy. So I, I will say the pros are that it's a game that seems perfectly designed for Japanese businessmen to play on the train at home. You have one hand on the hand railing above you, and you have one hand playing Dragon Quest Eight. On your iPhone or your Samsung Android device, whatever. And a lot of it is automated. You can automate the walking. You can automate the battles. It's all very easy and fast to automate. And it's uh, – as a result, it's kind of boring. Uh, and it's also not like a, the good port. It's not the version that North America got of Dragon Quest Eight, where they really where they really um, ramped up the, the music and the UI and, and they added voice acting to sort of – to entice a whole new generation of North Americans – ends up getting into Dragon Quest, none of that's here. So it's a strangely quiet game. The music isn't as good. But as a result, though, it's one of those things that you can easily play on the train without or on the bus without ever having to turn the sound. So if that's their goal, they succeeded completely. It's, it's like, I hate to say it's like fans of the genre kind of review. That's what this game is. Um, they've gotten better in recent years, so the game is universal, and it does have a cloud save. It's even weird to say this because you wouldn't even think this would exist anymore. But the iPad version is just a crappy. It's just a crappy version of the. Uh, it's just a crappy uh, phone version blown up on an iPad screen. And I'd be like, and you could say, Emmanuel, isn't that all iPad apps? Like, no, because you could only play it in portrait mode, even on an iPad. And so. It's such – what I mean is just blown up is that there's actually two black bars going around the side of the game. So they have more space to actually fill out the world. They have more space to actually make it bigger. I mean for goodness sakes, this was originally a 4 by 3 game. So all you have to do is turn this on the side and I, can have, I should have the full view of the world. But nope, 
It is literally just the iPhone version put on a big iPad. There are black bars along the side. The buttons are still as awkward. And it's like, so why even put in the effort? Why even try? You know? I mean, mm-hmm. when I think about what they did, what, what Capcom did with Monster Hunter is they could have made the definitive version of this game. Like straight up, they could have made a definitive version where they made some concessions for iPhone and for tablets for people who want to play on the phone. But then they could have easily shoved in this thing where like, hey, I have this big tablet. Maybe I'll have like an Android uh, TV in the future or a Kindle or an Amazon Fire TV or an Apple TV, and I can take this version and put on that TV. Or I have a controller. I have one of these things. I have something Bluetooth enabled, and now I have this high-resolution display. I can just put it down, and I can play the game as it was meant to be played in 4x3. I have the full voice acting. I got new UI and the new menu. Everything is great. It's none of those things. It is as bare bones as possible. It's how can we crap this out so it works? It works. We should probably put on Android. I mean, on the big tablet version, so people won't give us crap anymore. Okay, here it is. Does it matter that there's two giant black bars going along the side? No, who cares? It's good enough. That's like Square Enix in a nutshell when it comes to these mobile platforms. It's good enough, and updates are few and far between. But at least they learned the hard way. At least they learned. Massive make it universal. Make it one fair price. Put in cloud saves. Make, make it massive stroke of irony. Square Enix, not any good at releasing anything except MMORPGs right now. Yeah. Kind of weird, isn't thing. it? <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It's not necessarily a bad game. I mean, but at the same time, I, I there are better ways. To, this is a great game. I love Dragon Quest VIII. This is like, I played the entire game. I did all the extra stuff. I think it's a wonderful experience. And But I also think this is not the way to experience it if you've never done it before. I say if you can – wait, maybe you guys would know. Is is the North American version of Dragon Coast 8, is that available on PSN? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Because if, you, if, you, if you've never played this game before, by all – please, find a better way to do it. Get the North American version with the, with the orchestral score. Get it with the great voice acting and the better menus and there's better ways to experience this. If I'm you're not seeing hat- it come up on the store. Yeah, I, I would hate to say that. Like, I would hate to think that some people, this is their first experience. Not only that, though, it feels cramped. It feels like mm-hmm. I'm looking at the world through a keyhole. Just, a lot of it just feels so cut off. But it works. That's the thing, though. But it works. And I'm sure there are dar- diehard Dragon Quest fans who just like, who literally do have a commute or have busy work or when they're in line for Starbucks, want to be able to pop in and play for a little bit. And this lets you do that all one-handed. So... If, if that was their mission, mission accomplished. But mm. as someone who actually likes this game and likes it a lot, I strongly encourage people who've never played it before to try to find another way to do so. Okay. That's fair. So, not a going. This is the first like impression of something I've ever done that was not like a glowing. I've been pretty lucky that when I get handed stuff to uh, to talk about. It's usually something I'm interested in. So I, I did Reaper of Souls, and of course, it was better than the original. I, I got Monster Hunter, which was a really, really pleasant surprise. And this one, which is like, oh, I love Dragon Quest. I should, we should totally talk about that. It's like, oh, I like it, but not enough to deal with some of this stuff. Hmm. So it's, like, it's weird. Like they do – like on paper, they did all the right things, but in execution, it's, it's lacking. Fair enough. Ugh. Did you try Dragon Quest 4 at all? Well, not only that, though, I will say this, though, is that 
It's also 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was on so sale the- for 15 and 15 was too high. So, yeah, it went back up in price the full retail, I mean, full $20. So that's the other thing to remember, too. It's $20. Do you want just an okay port with the worst UI and menu and no great voice acting and no orchestral score or none of that stuff for 20 bucks when you could probably pick up the original PS2 game for 20 bucks and just play on your PS3? Or hopefully play it on PSN or something? So I, I kind of wish they just would have released it on, on Steam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've just been done with it. Anyway, twenty bucks though—it's a lot. I, like I say, on paper, they did the right thing. They didn't break it into chunks. Like, uh, do you guys know that game of uh, Valiant Hearts? It's like the World War One game. Yeah, great game, right? People enjoy it. That's Some what people I've heard. maybe think it's I haven't a, played it. Um, it was recently released on iOS and Android. Well, I think it's coming Android soon, but it's on iOS okay. now. And they needlessly chopped up the game into like like five different bits, so they could sell it to you for five dollars and then when you realize oh wait they, they're only giving me chapter one of like this six chapter game and now i have to go in there and buy the other chapters and then it finally equals the full price of 15 it feels like such a deceptive practice like f you this isn't an episodic game you know it was never released as an episodic game this is a full thing and a full package that you needlessly broke up into a bunch of chunks to try to trick people into thinking it's a five dollar fun game when really they need to spend 15 to actually get the actual experience. And I hate that kind of crap. And I, I, I mean, as much as like Valiant Hearts, and I was looking forward to playing it on, on tablets, I will not be buying it. I don't want to support those kind of practices. Hmm. So. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, they did the right stuff on paper. Executions, low effort. Anyway, any other news before we move on, or are we, we done? Uh, I think we should move on. Uh, <laughs> Shiny Gengar for Pokemon X and Y is coming to GameStop. So, this starting next month, there'll be two Pokemon distributions at GameStop. The Shiny Gengar will be October 13th to 26th, and it will be holding a Gengarite Megastone, which will allow you to Mega Evolve it. And Deancey will be available from October 27th to November 16th. Um, there will be a Megastone for Deancey in the next version of Pokemon, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So, you'll be able to pick those up there. And uh, that's how you'd be able to make evolve them. And it, these are apparently also tied promotionally to the launch of the new uh, expansion for the trading card game XY Phantom Forces. So, uh, whatever. Uh, More Pokemon news. Mega Gallade and Mega Sharpedo are, and Mega Camerupt are in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So those are three <laughs> new Megas that have been announced. I thought you said Mega Sharknado first. Yeah, I know. It sounds like Mega Sharknado, right? Uh, so, Ga- Galade, Sharpedo, and Camerupt. And my apologies if I'm saying those wrong. Um, they've got some abilities, and there's a Cerebi link. That's, yeah, you'll see those in the new Pokemon games. Let's see. The demo for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire will let you transfer content to the full games. So, it'll show off a new Mega Evolution in the demo. You'll be able to transfer it as well as items you collect over to the full games. So, that's cool. Um, and Rayquaza has been announced to be making a full appearance in the, uh, oh, the Omega. Great, he's Sapphire. my favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan. I know, right? The demo that we're talking about has been confirmed for North America. In case you were worried that it wasn't. Um, let's see. When are we going to get it? When are we going to get it? Uh, so we don't know when the demo will be and when you can transfer it, but it will be out sometime before the games are out on November twenty first. Type Zero Square Enix news. Types Final Fantasy Type Zero. They've got an interview up. Uh, let's see, I found this on RPG Fan about 
what they've changed from the PSP version of Type Zero. Um, they're revisiting the combat balance, for example. Like the PSP version, uh, says a producer, uh, that uh, was very fast-paced and very hard, and there were many players that didn't reach the end. So I want to include difficulty modes in this version, which we've done. And it's really helped to balance the game as a whole. Hopefully this will let play people play until the end. Uh, so they've rebalanced the ba- that. Uh, as for the ad hoc multiplayer, that function was originally created under the assumption that people will come together and play their PSP in the same room. When thinking about what to do for the console version, whether we would include it or whether we'd focus on the story, we ultimately decided to cut multiplayer option out of the game. Sorry, we didn't want to do something half-hearted. We just wanted to cut it. So, no multiplayer. So those are some of the changes to Type Zero coming to the U.S. We we just don't have a date for that, right? Within a year is what they've said. So uh, we talked about that. Uh, oh. Final Fantasy 13 is coming to smartphones via streaming. What? Yeah. Say again? Yeah. A new cloud streaming service in Japan called Dive In will bring games like Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy 7 to smartphones and tablets. Uh, uh... It'll launch uh, October 9th in Japan. This is a Japan service, guys. So I just want to let you know because it'll probably eventually come here. Here's what they're doing. Um, And Quinn, you might need to help us with the money conversions. These prices look a lot better than PlayStation Plus. All right. So Final Fantasy 13, uh, three days for 250 yen, 10 days for 510 yen, 30 days for 1,250 yen, and a year for 1,800 yen. So, it's nice to see that. 250 yen to dollars. Let me check that. 150 Japanese yen converts to about 2.33 US dollars. Whoa. I didn't realize the yen was so weak right now. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> that means it's under 18 bucks to get a year of Final Fantasy 13. Final Fantasy 7 International. Here's but, one. But, I, but, but, but. Yeah. Only for tablets, though, right? Only Is for this... tablets and smartphones. Here's the one I don't like. The pricing for Final Fantasy 7. Three days, uh. 200 yen. 10 days, 400 yen. 30 days, 1,000 yen. Okay, at the point that you're paying 10 bucks for Final Fantasy 7, you should own you... Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. <laughs> a year for 1429 yen. No. I have a giant question, though. though. It feels like there should... It feels like there's another part of this announcement that we're not seeing. Like, where's... Are we talking about controller support? Is there... Um, some mechanism to be able to actually play these or just layering some weird touch controls know. on a game that was never designed for it? I don't know. I don't know. It's all in Japanese on the dive-in page, so I can't tell you. But you know what I'm saying, though. Maybe, it feels maybe, like... maybe John could tell us. Uh, wait, what, what Chris, why don't you learn Japanese? <laughs> Say what? Why don't I learn Japanese? Yeah, I'm come lazy. on. You can you get I'm some lazy. Rosetta Stone. You can totally I'm, do it. I'm lazy. <gasps> oh, you're not my squirrel. Get out of here. I, no, I'm not your squirrel. Wait, no, what, information, what information did you want? The dive-in page. We want to know what they're doing for controller support and um, how you're going to control these games. Oh. Square um, Enix dive-in, if you need to Google it. <laughs> okay, well, let's have a look. Square, square uh, Enix dive-in. Um, so, oh, hang on, here we are. There is actually a Japanese site for it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Huh. So Final Fantasy Thirteen, Final Fantasy Seven International. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, sorry. David's just started a loud stream up. Sorry. Um. Okay. So, darling, can you turn that down? 
Did you get a dirty look back? It wouldn't be a true marriage without I hope it. So. <laughs> Even when you ask nicely, they still give you dirty looks. Yeah. I can't see anywhere that says anything about the controls. <laughs> Although they are planning on putting Final Fantasy VIII, The Last Remnant, Final Fantasy XIII, two murdered soul suspect, and Final Fantasy XIII three as well. Oh, great. <laughs> Glad they tell us the important things. <laughs> not not like, you know, we need to worry about how to darn things control. <sighs> Alright. Whatever. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Alright. So, they'll be streaming. Sorry, Manny. We don't know. Alright. Sega has Is made it... a new announcement. Free-to-play okay. online RPG for smartphones, PC, and Vita. Man, I feel so bad. I remember when we first started this, like when I, when I first started joining you and I started talking about iPhone stuff, people were like, oh, who cares? But now it's like every other announcement. Well, it's also, well, okay, first of all, smartphones was only a third of that announcement. PC, Vita, and smartphones. Let me put it Everything that way. now. Yeah. Oh, but Vita, I love that too about the Vita. It's like, it, it gets, a, I think it, it gets. smartphone <laughs> ports. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But it gets a lot of announcements, but... It, is that still the perception among people that the, the Vita is still a, a dead platform? For retail games, it is. Hmm. It's all indies and downloadable quick titles, right? Huh. But not, is that the same way in Japan? I mean, are you are we? Is there still some great exclusive coming to Vita? I, I don't know. Tell me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So this new Sega game—it's free to play. It's an online game, a theatrical online RPG. Which I guess means it's you know a JRPG with big cutscenes. I guess is the idea, uh, or it actually takes place on a stage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, story, 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 story. It'll have some military an- elements. Um, Valkyria Chronicles producer Shinji Motoyama is acting as producer for this game, The World and Eclipse. That's the name of the game. Uh, the blah blah blah. Story, 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 story. Sakimoto's doing the game's music. All right, I'm liking this. This is shaping up good. Valkyrie Chronicles. Sakimoto for the music. All right. Um, save data can be shared across all platforms. All right. Cross-platform co-op play. Okay. And currently in development, uh, but the game will be free to play with microtransactions. And that's where I jumped off the boat. It was sounding so good. I hate free to play so much. And that, this. I guess I'm skeptical when I hear mobile and then free to play is when my 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 warning dish co- goes off. But like I, I, I most games are in Dota, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. Not that they were Dota, but they were at least as fair and as balanced as Dota. As in free to play only covered non-game related things. Exactly. Yeah, that would be that would be different. That would I wish that was the standard. Okay. Yeah, but that means every game is designed around looks and cosmetics. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> this Manny eats lunch. All right, uh, or chews on something. Uh, Tales of Zestiria has a date. John probably knows this. Japan- Actually, I don't. What's the date? January twenty second, twenty fifteen, in Japan. Cool. I'll put my pre-order in. All right. <laughs> Uh, they show a new character named Rose and blah, 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 whatever. Oh, it'll, f- what the heck? Pre-orders will include w- um, one out of four premium rubber straps of characters from Sori, Alicia, Mikello, and Edna. Pre-orders will also have product codes to download exclusive Mystic Arts for Alicia, Mikello, and Lila as well. So, there, get your pre-order in, John. 
Get it in. Go, go Baines. Square Enix is recruiting more people to work on Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, <laughs> that's good. The first position, they've got a job postings. They need a UI designer, apparently, a technical artist, and a network programmer. So, yay, online. All right, well, whatever. So, go apply to that if you're crazy and want to work on a Kingdom Hearts 3 game that'll come out sometime next um, decade. No Japanese. Yeah, you probably would want to know Japanese as well. Good point, Anna. Um, let's see. Anna, please buy what? Christopher's birthday some Japanese lessons from Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you know, that was something that I was thinking about for myself because there comes a point where I'm going to need to know some basic Japanese. Both of you Is take that? it together. It could be a couple thing where you guys. I grow have a together. book you should read. I have a learning Japanese book meant for people who have engineering style minds that you should give a shot, Anna. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Why do you need to learn some Japanese anyway? For she, clients, I'm guessing, right? For yes. clients. Um, that's, well, that's what I was assuming. I was just making sure. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Uh, oh, we have interviews up. Um, we've got a Dungeons & Dragons interview. Uh, let's see. So with uh, with who? Jeremy Crawford. He's the one of the lead designers of 5th Edition. Go check that out on our site right now. We've got a Mike Selinker interview up. He's a Paizo. Excuse me, not Paizo. I'm sorry. He's a Paizano. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a, a game designer, puzzle maker, and president of Lone Shark Games. Um, so he's uh, one of the guys who you know, worked on the Pathfinder Adventure Card game, which I've played. That's really cool. I want to play more of it. Um, Jordan Wiseman is also being interviewed. He's uh, one of the, the Shadowrun Returns guys. You know, like uh, big Shadowrun yeah. Returns. Yep. And they have a... I think next week, uh, by the time the next podcast comes out, uh, Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut is going to be released, and hey. it's going to be a, it's a full standalone expansion. So they took their expansion, and they're making it standalone, and they're adding uh, at least like five new hours of gameplay through five new missions. They're adding new character customization options. They completely redone the UI. This is, this is the one time where when Chris was lazy and didn't play through the uh, expansion when it came out, he's benefiting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it looks... It doesn't even really look like the same game. They've like one of my biggest problems with the game was how wonky the animations looked. Oh. Like you would hit somebody and they would like fall over like like half a sec, like a little too late that it kind of looked kind of cheap and toy like. Mm-hmm. They it seems like they fixed those animations. The lighting makes it look like a, like not just some like crappy iPad game. Uh, you can you know uh, you actually have some control over your shadow running team because before mm-hmm. the complaint was that. All you had were these mercenaries that didn't have any personality. So in the expansion, they gave you these mercenaries with these personalities, but they had so much personality you couldn't edit anything about them. And now you can. So you have a team of runners, but you can give them some gear on a particular mission you want to give them or influence how they level up. And uh, H1, I think, has like a new story mission that that develops on their character some more. It just seems like a lot of smart additions uh, to the gameplay and combat. Uh, They fixed – I think they've added a new armor system. That actually shows you, like, what your arm, what the armor is going to do to your attacks. Lots of smart stuff. It seems like it's better than ever, especially if you liked what they have done before. It seems like this is like the ultimate version of of what they've been trying to craft. So look for that next week. Yeah, and I'm going to be playing that. I think. Oh, and I think it's coming to uh, iOS and Android um, a month later. So like, yeah. in October sometime. Yep. Uh, if you're looking for other games to get excited about in the future, we've got an import impression of Atelier Shally up. You can go check that out. That's the latest Atelier game by Michael Baker. He has uh, done that impression. 
And what do we got for reviews this week? We got the Tozan RPG. It's a it's a retro view. Michael Baker reviews that as well. That looks like a big old Japanese piece of crap. So, not yeah. It's, hey, uh, if you ordered the Theater Rhythm Curtain Call Collector's Edition, is you might get it as early as today because Wheels just got it today. Good job, Wheels. Too bad mine's gonna be here like a Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry. Too bad I've been playing it for three months. Yeah, bite me. <laughs> Proper response on both sides. All right, and that's all I got for news, folks. So where are we at now? All right, so that's... Uh, oh, let's see if they've updated. Please have updated. No, they haven't updated. So my new, rele- my new releases for the week site has not updated for next week. So I don't know what's coming out next curtain week. Curtain Call. Okay, Curtain Call's coming out. Um, we know that uh, uh, the Shadowrun thing's coming out. Um, um, Fairy Fencer F. Okay. Elmen Age. Ooh. Wasteland 2. Wasteland 2's out next week? Supposedly. Oh, I've got too oh, many yes, things yes, to play yes, now. Wasteland 2. And... No, that's the week after. I was going to say Arno Surge, but that's the week after. Hmm. Okay. That's all good. Yep. All right. And uh, uh, what's coming out on 3DS? Anything? Um, Or or the Wii? Curtain Call? Curtain Call. Yes, that's right. That's a good point. You said that already, huh? I'll shut up. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) What are we going to be playing next week? Chris apparently will be playing Wasteland 2 and um, Dragon... Excuse me. Shadow Run, Dragon Fall director's cut i think that's the full name yeah but it's gonna be it seems strange why would they release the same week as wasteland 2 it's just gonna get buried that does well i don't know because it doesn't it's not like i don't know i i, don't I feel like know. the indie rpg kickstarter space has, <laughs> i don't know yeah has uh, maybe the bandwidth for people to pay attention is a bit low mm. what are you gonna be playing next week manny um i have no idea not a clue no huh? clue I know I, I will have access to Wasteland too, so maybe I'll give it a go, but we'll see. Okay. What's Quinn going to be playing? Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to be slamming into buildings in Star Citizen again. <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, I, you know, I really want to try and be good at this whole racing mode thing, but, I, well, I'm just not a very good pilot. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and oh, uh, that's it. To- All right. So do we have a question of the week for people? Do I get to say what I'm going to be playing? Oh, all no. right. Does Anna get to talk about what she's been playing? That's your question of the week. <laughs> Anna, what are you going to be playing? I'm going to finish Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton today if it kills me. Okay. And then I need to decide if I want to play Rorona before a curtain call comes. Okay. That's a good call. Hey, I'm, I may play some curtain call, but I might also play some Smash Brothers. Yeah. How come you're not going to play Smash Brothers this week, Chris? Because it's not out? The demo is. I played it last night. I played enough of the demo for oh, me. Okay. Unless we're going to play against each other. No. Well, I, I well, say... Well, I, you I, told I, me I, we were going to get both... Well, Why aren't we going to play against each other? Is, it's Smash Brothers. You've played this game before. Why like, aren't we going to play it versus each now? other, Anna? I want to play the adventure mode. Oh. Wait, is that Wii U only? I, I think that's Wii U only. <sighs> Oh, well, at least we have a leaked date. Sorry. All right, so that's, uh, I guess that's where we're at. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to find us on the podcast <gasps> webs, you can go find us on iTunes. What, what, Manny? I was thinking, all right, here we go. New segment, new segment. Yeah. Ask Chris about uh, Wisconsin. If you have any Wisconsin-related questions, <laughs> send them into Chris. He'll answer them all. If you have any Los oh, Angeles-based questions, I will answer them. And we'll compare the two regions based on those questions. It'll be great. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Not fun. But no. do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you'd like to send us in questions, podcast.rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098. And, of course, the message board's over at board.rpgamer.com. We need your feedback. Your feedback is a significant portion of the show. You can tell what it's like when we have a show without feedback because it's much shorter. Um, you can find us on the web. shorter today. Yeah, whatever. You can find us on the web at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at rpgamer.com slash live every week. You can also follow us on twitch.tv slash rpgamer to watch that same live stream. And, of course, you can follow Anna Marie as she does her pause play segments. Um, what do you got, Scott? for pause plays this week anna i still need to finish the thousand year door thousand year door be excited about it what are you doing getting all please sad. be excited i still need to finish the thousand year door there you go play with your yoshi what'd you name your yoshi anything fun um you named it yoshi, I named it yoshi. oh good it's orange <sighs> whatever that made a lot of people sit up and take notice because apparently that's a secret what your yoshi can be like eight different colors how's it a secret because most people just get a green Yoshi. Oh, it's random, huh? No, you have to faff around during a certain fight. What? You have to waste time on a fight that's really easy. Why? Oh, is that while he's hatching or something? Yeah. So while he's in the egg, yeah. there's like one fight that determines what kind of Yoshi that you're going to... Well, the total time he's in the egg, but this fight in particular. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you goof around and waste a bunch of time you will no longer have a green yoshi does it is it just colored or not colored and then the color's random or depending on how long it's a different no no color? it it's it's a cycle so it's like every 4.5 minutes oh, it's a different here, I color have it. i looked it up okay so if you if you finish the fight in zero six minutes you get green six to nine red nine to eleven blue eleven to fifteen orange fifteen to eighteen pink eighteen to nineteen black and then nineteen to twenty white and then what? It starts over? Yes. Oh my gosh. You gotta get a white Yoshi, Anna. Ugh. Oh, you don't want a white Yoshi. Did you actually time it? No. Oh, you just I took just, forever? Yeah, I, I was goofing around. I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. And I was like, my, or- my Yoshi's orange. Goofa. Not only that, though, like the color of his shorts, his boots, and his uh, hair style changes a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, go follow Anna's <laughs> Orange Yoshi by subscribing to RP Gamer on Twitch. Uh, follow us up, and uh, we can give you notifications when we go live. All right, that's going to Gamer, do RP the Gamer. home of all the latest and, and secrets in video games, right? <laughs> <laughs> the games hey. that matter, man. We, we're RP Gamers. We play old games. Hey, did you know that Vivian isn't a girl, Manny? Yoshi Vivian? No, no, no. In The Thousand Year Door, Vivian owns only a girl in... The North American version. Hmm. In every other version, Vivian is a boy. Hmm. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week on RPG Cast. Until then, goodbye, everybody. I want my Bye. Robin.